This is the Warm Springs Program on KWSO. The U.S. Department of Commerce Economic Development Administration awarded a broadband planning grant to Jefferson County to develop a broadband plan that will provide a strategic roadmap in updating the broadband system in the county and also including the Warm Springs Reservation. There are two e-checkup assessments are, are available for Warm Springs residents and businesses. Michael Curry is the president of Strategic Networks Group, tasked with carrying out this assessment. He shares the need behind the assessment and what they are looking for through the assessment. Well, there's a lot of people that don't have the broadband that they, they need, that they know they need. Um, there's, what do they call them, cold spots here on the reservation. We're working with Jefferson County to get a better understanding uh, of, you know, how are people connected? You know, are they, un you know, are they unserved, underserved? How are they using that connection and how are they benefiting from it? This is uh, a, a survey tool, if you want to call it that. We, we usually don't use the word survey because it's much more. It takes about 20, 25 minutes. We know it's long, but there's about 140 questions, um, metrics and indicators that we collect on how people are connected, how they're using that connection, and how they're benefiting from that connection. Because it's not just about the internet uh, being connected to it. It's about what you're doing online. You know, are you using it for telehealth, for education? Are you running a business, especially small business? You, know, you really need to have those tools to reach you know, new markets and resources. And so this is really, you know, for us, broadband is an economic development tool and a community um, you know, development and, and enabler you know, to access services uh, that are so critical in this day and age. I don't understand what the gaps, what the barriers are, and what the opportunities are, as well as make a case for that funding. Oregon is supposed to be getting $200 million in, in, in funding. I know that you know, the Warm Springs Reservation has been uh, making applications for funding. So all that data that we're going to be collecting helps make that case for Jefferson County, helps make that case for the Confederate Tribes of Warm Springs. Curry now explains how long they've been conducting the assessment and how they plan to use the information collected and how to move forward with that data. We launched this beginning of April of this year. We were hired back in November of 2021. We conducted a digital needs and readiness assessment in November and December, which is really to understand, you know, which included Warm Springs tribes, of you know, what are the goals what are the issues they're facing, and some preliminary readiness questions for taking on a broadband initiative. It was really clear, you know, having better broadband was the top priority. New opportunities for economic development were, were, were second, and new ways of working together. So when you understand the why of broadband, that's really important. You know, why are we using this technology? How is it going to help us? We then spent the next um, two to three months, you know, working, you know, conducting local engagement here on the Warm Springs Tribes with, with Cheryl Lohman and the, and the team of uh, tribal outreach coordinators that she, she brought together and with Jefferson County as sort of a, a separate group reaching out. So we encourage people to understand what this is about, you know, make a t an investment of time because this is to get the digital infrastructure people need for the next 10 to 15 years. The monies that are available to help support this, we haven't seen before at, the, at this level. So it's a, a tremendous opportunity. We want people to participate, you know, whether it's the household lead taking this, 
you know, there's a household e-checkup that we have. If there's multiple families in a household, well, each family lead would, would take that. And then there's one uh, for businesses and organizations. And with that data, not only understand, you know, hey, are you getting the internet that you need? And if it's not good, you know, let us know, you know, what are the issues you're facing? But also, what are you doing with, with your, you know, when you're online? You know, are you able to access health? Are your kids able to access education? Uh, are there community services that you'd like to access, you know, or should be accessing and so forth? And if you're running a business, that's the e-business checkup. You know, we ask the business owner or the business manager to take that. So that's been live since beginning of April. Uh, that's going to go to the end of this month. We encourage people to do it as soon as possible because, you know, with that data, we can tell a, a, a more a fuller story. We can that granular level. We know that there's a lot of areas um, that, you know, don't have service across, you know, Warm Springs Drives as well as Jefferson County. So in those areas, we especially need people who are not part of those, you know, wireless coverage areas, fixed wireless coverage areas, to let us know where they are so that they can be part of the next step, which is the engineering. Because the engineers will look at the work that we do, says, well, here's where the residences are, the households, here's where the businesses are, here's what their needs are currently, but here's what the needs in the future uh, could and, and, and will likely be. How do we design a network to, to meet those needs? Curry now shares why you should take the assessment as well as the challenges they face. People are busy, mm-hmm. you know, especially now. There's... Uh, you know, so many things going on, taking 20, 25 minutes out of your day is a lot to ask. Why would I, why would I do that? Well, you know, we call it the e-checkup because just when you, you're supposed to go to your doctor every year for your annual checkup, you know, how are you doing? What's my, what's my health? You know, is there anything uh, that's, that's changed? Do I need to monitor, you know, you know, monitor anything or uh, do I need to see somebody? The e-checkup is about your online health because everything is going online today banking, a lot of jobs and telework, education, and especially in, in rural areas, if something happens your health-wise, can you really afford to you know, take an hour and a half to get to the doctor, nearest doctor? If it's something more urgent, having that telehealth application that you can just click to the doctor and say, is this something that uh, we need to leave immediately or how urgent is it? Those things are, are, are critically important. So having the internet, the digital infrastructure, you know, broadband, high-speed internet, is what we call digital infrastructure, like roads. And if you don't have that, you're going to be left out. Uh, you're going to be able to access these things. And we, we want to make sure that we have every voice heard so that, you know, when we can take this data, and, you know, we'll, we'll provide it through the Warm Springs tribes, Here's the data so that they can make the plans that they need with the engineers. Okay, these group of households, they're, they're really underserved right now. You know, how do we get them? Can we get them fiber? You know, if enough responder, there's enough demand, you know, that may make a case for it. Or is it going to be, you know, wireless? The technologies are agnostic to the first step is who's going to use it and why. Not just right now, but over the next five, ten years. That's the story we're trying to understand. Here's the challenge. People who understand what we're trying to do, but this is data collection. You can't manage the problem if you don't measure what's going on. And until you understand the gaps, barriers, and opportunities, you know, you can't really develop a plan that's going to address that. So, you know, people who understand what we're trying to do, they're really committed to this. And they're spreading one. So it's, it's tell your neighbors, your family, your friends, you know, anyone you want, take this. Yeah, it is long, but it's an important investment in, in the community, in your future. We've done this across North America. 
We've done 10 statewide assessments, plus a number of communities and regions. I've worked in tribal First Nations communities. With that data, because of others, we can actually compare and benchmark. You know, here's where they are right now, but when we look, compare them to the others, you know, in their industry sector or their, the, by its size of business, hey, these other ones are doing these things. That becomes an actionable plan to help them say, listen, you should be doing these things because you could actually be making, you know, these kinds of new revenues or these kinds of cost savings. Uh, from the family side or the household side, we can also benchmark saying, look, you know, household with, you know, kids or household with, you know, older family members, here are the things that they're typically doing online. We notice that these families are not doing this, and that becomes part of a community economic development initiative. Hey, let's get them the support they need. They don't know how to do it. Let's get them technical assistance. Help them get set up for automated backup, you know, security, using online health, using online education, or even just you know, for your business, getting set up on, a, on Google Maps so you can be found as you do your web page and, and, and online transactions. All that is to help community actually benefit from the technology because just having broadband is not enough. You can give them someone a car, but if you haven't taught them how to drive or give them a map of where they're going to go, that car is going to be underutilized. This information highway, this broadband, this high-speed internet, some people know how to use it, but from our research, the majority don't fully understand what they could and should be doing. And so here's a network that will help them, you know, for the next five, ten years but also let's get them the support they need. You know, raising awareness, you know, providing some coaching where needed, and even some facilities, because the job opportunities are significant. From our research, for those who are doing telework, over 80% of the teleworkers are making six figures. There's some real interesting opportunities that are out there, and someone who's learning can get some skills. You know, they're not gonna make six figures, but you know, having you know, 50K a year, 40K a year, working remotely because they now have access to those kind of opportunities. We've had some training, even set up a facility you know, where they can go in and do some telework. That's created opportunities they didn't have before. And for us, that's what's most interesting. What are the, the benefits that are going to happen from this network? And so we're trying to understand that with this research. He shares how better broadband service will help. In terms of families, I mean, you know, if you're having someone who's working from home, and then you have kids that are you know, going online to watch videos or gaming. 25.3, which is the national FCC standard for broad, what's considered broadband, it's, it's, it's dated. We think that uh, what well, we actually wrote that into the report we did for the state of Oregon. It should be 100 megabits per second down and 100 megabits per second up at a minimum. That's just, you know, it should be higher than that so that you're not getting interruptions. I mean, you're holding a meeting via Zoom and somebody goes online to do something else that you're not you know, losing that connectivity. Or in health, you know, education, your classes, you're doing classroom learning and then all of a sudden it starts to you know, get unreliable. Yes, you can get by with 50 down and 10 up and that's you know, uh, better than, than a lot of people are getting. For the next five, 10 years, that's not gonna be sufficient. More and more is going online. So let's build something that you know, more heavy duty, more robust. Not that we more, need more roads, but what we need more digital infrastructure, because that's the most significant infrastructure. The challenge that we're, we're seeing is with those providers. In, in urban areas, they can serve. It's high density. People are close together. So when they put a cable down, they can serve multiple households. In rural areas, it's spread apart. It's a lot more money. They're able to invest 1500 to $2,500 $2, per premise to connect them. That can work in their business plan to get 
a return within two to four years. But when in rural areas, especially when it's you know hard rock mm-hmm. or fire hazards, they need to build something more robust. You're getting into you know ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars per premise to connect. That's why this funding is so important, so that the providers can say, look, here's the limit of my business case, but if you know that middle mile could be built, so I have less capital cost, I can go out and connect those households, and so people will have they can have much more robust connections. And that's, that's the goal of this. What do they need? How much of a, a market demand can we aggregate with doing this assessment that we're doing? Here's all the locations. Here's what the demand looks like. Now design a network that can give the people not just what they need right now, but for the next five to 10 years. So we need people to have your say, have your voice heard. Here's where I am. Here's what I'm, I'm getting right now. It's really not enough. And so that can be part of that planning process. Because if they don't do it now, your voice isn't heard. You're not part of the planning process, which is it's a travesty uh, not to be part of that. So we're encouraging everyone to participate. Mm-hmm. And the data will be kept confidential. You know, it's not shared. It will be reported in aggregate. Uh, for the planning, you know, they will um, get the data so that everyone's privacy is protected. But they know, here's where the households are. Here are their, their needs in aggregate. You know, so no individual can be identified afterwards. And that data will be protected. Michael Curry talks about what kinds of speeds residents are getting, what they have to pay for that service, and how much of the reservation is included in the assessment. When I said talk about gaps and barriers and opportunities, part of that is also, hey, how are you getting connected? Is it via you know, a phone line? Is it by cable? Is it satellite? Is it wireless? And also, what are the actual speeds you're getting? So you have an actual speed test, and how much are you paying? And when the tribe starts to see that picture, about and, and geographically too. Hey, this this area here or this district here is getting you know really good service or really bad service, and they're paying X amount. They can start understanding you know who is providing what level of service. That then becomes critical to making any change. You know, who do you want to work with? Who are those providers that are really part of the solution that you want to work with? Are they getting you know those residences and businesses the the service that they need in terms of internet as well as you know customer service support and so forth? Are they getting what they need? If not, what do we need to do or what can be done to help with that? That's also part of that you know assessment. You know by understanding the data, we can then say, here's gaps. You know this this geography here is underserved. These ones are doing well. Well, what's the difference? Um, you know, what can we learn from here to apply over there? Um, what are the gaps that, uh, in, in speeds and in, 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 in costs? Because some people are paying 100 to $400 a month for internet in some of the areas that we're assessing. That's huge. If you were to take that money, invest it over five, 10 years, what kind of network could you have that you would be sovereign over? That's really interesting to us. And so like an airport authority is a really good example where the providers cannot you know, afford you know, to make an investment, you know, because it's too high capital costs. Well, you know, the airlines don't build their own airports. What you have is the community owning the airport, building that airport, because it's, you know, an, an investment of 15, 20 plus years. They hire someone to operate it, but then the, you know, Southwest and you know, United, you know, they say we need, you know, four gates or we need eight gates or Delta needs, you know, six gates. Uh, and they get that. But that's how the service providers in, in rural areas, I, I think, you know, we don't know of a, of a better model when you have such high costs of infrastructure to get it in. Hey, yeah, they need support. Okay, now you've bridged that capital gap that we'd otherwise have to, you know, face. Now we can go in and make, you know, and serve those customers. 
and get them the internet that they need. Because in the end, it needs to be a, a partnership, but how do we sort out that partnership that works best for everybody? Well, first of all, let's have the data that we need to, to understand what's the problem, what are the gaps, what are the opportunities? So that's why we're asking everyone to participate. As part of this process, uh, working with Warm Springs, and you know, we're, we're uh, collecting data across the entire uh, reservation. That was our, our, our offering good faith because it's Jefferson County that's doing this. But we said, okay, Wasco. well, if Jeff you know, goes off also into Wasco County. But wait a minute, if, Jeff, if, if the Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs are gonna participate, they wanna look at the whole reservation, not just you know, with a piece that's in Jefferson County. So you know, ours said, okay, look, we will customize it. We've got the, the, the six districts identified, and so we'll identify each district. So what we're trying to do is just get as granular a picture as possible of who has connectivity, who doesn't, what is that demand right now, what is that demand you know, potentially, because we've done this across 10 states, across communities and regions across North America. We did the state of Oregon two years ago. And with that information, you know, we can then you know, provide that to the engineers and all the planners and people who are writing those grant applications to get the broadband that they, that they need. Curry talks about where you can go to take the assessment and how long they will be conducting the assessment. We encourage them to go online. They also can go on their phone, on their mobile. We encourage people to do it at their home or at their business because uh, so there's a speed test. You know, they get to a point where you're asked to put in your address and then that pops up and you're supposed to drop a pin on where your actual premise is, whether your business or household. And then a speed test automatically happens. If your internet is so bad that you can't do that, well, yeah, do it from, you know, whether it's your phone, whether it doesn't count the speed test, or from another location, and then you just check off. Uh, but we understand that, you know, hey, people don't have the connectivity they need, so we, you know, working with the tribal outreach coordinators to here, here's a computer, you can do it on this computer, you can come to the sites, and there's a QR code on the brochure where to go, but I think it's at Warm Springs Telecom, there's a spot for to do it. The website that's up on the Jefferson County website, um, there's one for Jefferson County, the two links, e-checkup, so uh, jeffco.net slash jc hyphen e-checkup. Uh, there they'll find the links for, you know, we, we created a special um, and separate uh, e-checkup for the Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs. So people can go there online. There's also information on that site uh, where they can find out more. Uh, we actually have tribal coordinators and we have brochures and, and tribal coordinators are going door to door uh, in some of the communities. And these are tribal coordinators are local residents who uh, we've, we've hired um, to help get that story together, you know, get everyone to understand why this is important, why should they should spend 20, 25 minutes completing this, and how that information will be used, which is really, you know, we're going to provide that information that we collected in Warm Springs to the Warm Springs tribes to help them with their planning, you know, to help them make their case for funding and whatever else that, you know, they think is, is important to do with better understanding, like as I said, the gaps, barriers, and opportunities with broadband. It'll go to the end of this month of, of May. You know, we know how people are, you know, oh, I got more time, you know, I'll, I'll put that off to the last minute. I'm, I'm that way myself. Um, and especially when it's something that, you know, it takes a bit of time. But how much time do you think you should invest when you're planning for the next 10, 15 years for something as critical as uh, having a, a good Internet connection for your family or your business?
That was Michael Curry talking about a broadband plan for Jefferson County as well as the Warm Springs Reservation. I'm Duncan Bruno, reporting for the Warm Springs Program on 91.9 FM, KWSO.